You are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome once again to the Locked On Clippers Postcast. I am your host, Pete Fox. Thank you for watching us on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed I have been covering sports in LA for ESPN since 2007, worked for NBC since 2015. I covered the Clippers for quite a few years when I worked at ESPN radio. And I don't think we've seen a team this good wearing Clippers uniforms in a long, long time. Uh, Today's podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash Locked on NBA to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, this Clipper team is absolutely rolling, and uh, they just put it on the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. Punched them right square in the mouth in New Orleans at Smoothie King. 111-95 the final score, and uh, it was not that close. So many things to love about this team. I feel like I keep repeating that every week over and over every night, rather, uh, because right now they are doing (laughs) just about everything right. It's hard to find things that they're not doing well. I felt like for a period of time in the second when the game was still close before it got way, way out of reach, uh, they didn't guard the perimeter all that well. Ty Lue put an emphasis before the game saying that he wanted them to Uh, have some solid transition defense, and they did that. They had zero points in the first half off of transition. So they were very good there. And once again, all the key players stepped up in a big way. Paul George, 24 points. Kawhi Leonard, 19 points. Again, another slow start for him, which is fine. I don't have any problem with Kawhi Leonard getting a slow start. It seems to be his norm. I think we're used to that. I think we're comfortable with that. He's comfortable with that. So why should we uh, Why should we have any concerns about that? Zubats had a big game early. Harden, I, I, you know, I don't know that I had watched James Harden all that much prior uh, to his time with the Clippers. Of course, I was aware of him. Uh, you, you've definitely seen him in highlights. He's everywhere. He's hard to avoid when he's playing well, uh, you know, from a highlight perspective. ESPN puts him up all the time. But I don't know that I've actually paid close attention to his game. And I have become, in a very short period of time, a big fan of James Harden's game on both sides of the ball. Am I wrong? Am I crazy to think that James Harden had a very bad reputation as a defender? That seems to be what is kind of the headline that rings out to me, that James Harden only wanted the ball to score. And when it was time to play defense, He didn't want to do that. (laughs) Uh, Evidently, that changed when he became a Clipper because he is buying in in a big way uh, with what they're doing, both offensively and defensively. He's making so many nice passes, and I just I I love his nonchalant attitude. It's just so fun to watch, and you know he doesn't seem like he's ever working that hard, both offense and defense. He gets in the right place at the right time. He's just a good basketball player, Uh, and and if he has his uh, level of interest at the right place, then I think you can't ask for much more from him. He's had 17 blocks in the last 10 games. That's a huge number for a point guard, 17 blocks. He's been playing some fantastic defense, uh, 
for this Clipper team, who again, comfortably over the New Orleans Pelicans, 111-95. One of the uh, one of the headlines coming into this game was that the Pelicans had dominated the Clippers uh, since 2021, maybe even back to 2020. Uh, they were nine and two against the Clips, and Ty Lue, 0 and seven in New Orleans. So this was Ty Lue's first victory as a coach in New Orleans at Smoothie King. So that's uh, that's good for him and and exciting, especially in this fashion where this game was out of reach early. Clippers led by as many as 31 in spite of it being tied at the end of the first quarter. And then uh, they had a bit of a lead. Where was, what was it? 56-41. Yeah, 56-41 at the break. So they started to pull away at that point. And then, you know, one of my problems that I've mentioned is that when they get up big like that, I start to get worried about whether or not they can uh, get to the finish line, keep that foot on the throat. And it was a nice job of tonight of not letting up, of playing strong throughout. Uh, they got to a point where they even had all the, the bench guys in there and Paul George and the starters were uh, were sitting and relaxing and not having to worry about it. So that is just a, uh, a very, very comfortable feeling. And then Kawhi Leonard continues uh, to fill it up. He's shooting over 60% since late November that's from the floor (laughs) from beyond the arc. His shooting percentage is 60%, which is second best to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. I haven't said that name in a while. It's kind of like you have to get warmed up for it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, Yeah. He's shooting a little bit over 60, but of of course (laughs) Giannis's shots are from like two and three feet. Kawhi Leonard can shoot it from anywhere on the floor. Again, Finished the night tonight with 19 points at a couple of threes, uh, nine rebounds, and a couple of assists. It seemed like he was having a bigger night than that, but, uh, you know, clutch baskets when they needed them and a shooting percentage, uh, again, over 50%. He was 7 of 15. Paul George a little bit better, uh, 9 of 15 in just 30 minutes. Six of 10 from beyond the arc, six threes for Paul George. He had uh, seven rebounds, just one assist, one block, a couple of turnovers as well. So just a fantastic night for these guys. And, you know, Zubat's another big night, six of seven, uh, three of four from the line, eight rebounds, two block shots. But, you know, there was a period of time there in the first when uh, the Pelicans had jumped out on the Clippers and we were like, well, you know, <laughs> how much longer can this streak go on? They've won five in a row or four in a row after uh, before tonight's game and after now five in a row. And of course, dating all the way back to uh, December one, they're 13 and two and 18 and five over their last 23. So you're thinking, you know, is this going to, you know, what's got to give? Are they going to let up at some point, the end of a road trip, that whole smell in the barn thing, getting ready to head home tonight. They'll face the Lakers on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, the Pelicans are a good team. They both came in with 21 wins, and uh, they were the two hottest teams. And I, I guess you can't really necessarily take away that heat from the Pelicans after this one because uh, it was over early. Uh, pretty much start of the second quarter till the end, it was all Clippers. So Pelicans still pretty hot. They're 100% healthy, just like the Clippers are. So two of the hottest teams going head to head and it had a different feel, a little bit of a playoff feel. Maybe I heard, I didn't quite feel that, but it did have a different feel from the Clippers perspective that to me, it looked and felt like they were just a tad bit more confident. 
they had a little bit more swag, if you will. They did. They didn't come in there uh, with any sort of uh, trepidation about facing a very good New Orleans Pelicans team. Isn't it hard to say that the New Orleans Pelicans are good? <laughs> Sixth in the West, twenty-one wins. Well, it's true. They gave the Clippers a run for a bit, but all in all, when it was all said and done, the Clippers dominated one eleven ninety-five. Uh, we'll get into the game of Russell Westbrook, which was absolutely stellar. He had a f- huge impact on this game. I almost uh, said something inappropriate. He had a freaking large impact on this game, and we'll talk about that next. All right, uh, tonight we're going to talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn, the start of the new year, every business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn jobs. Hold on real quick. Pause that thought. LinkedIn jobs. Let's do this. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn number one in delivering quality job hires versus leading competitors. So check them out. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully with LinkedIn, that process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free. That's a big part of this at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Also want to tell you that the show is sponsored by better BetterHelp. around new years. We feel compelled to come up with a resolution or three ways to change or improve ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing. Right. Kind of, you know, just flowering the nest as uh, Brian Seaman likes to say. So just making the things that we already do well, better uh, therapy helps you find your strengths So you can ditch that extreme resolution and make changes that really stick. That's something that will stay with you for a long time. I've done therapy a few different times over the years, and I always found it to be very, very helpful from the standpoint that it's nice to have someone to talk to that always gives you the tools They give you feedback to deal with situations that can be challenging. And sometimes, you know, just talking to your significant other or buddies or friends doesn't work. When you talk to a professional and they give you tools that help you deal with issues. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And having done both, both in person and online, the feel is very similar. So don't feel like doing it online is different or strange or uncomfortable or awkward. It's not. It's it's very similar to sitting right there in the same room with them. So celebrate the process and celebrate your progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. So, as I was mentioning, uh, James Harden had a big night, both offensively and defensively. Of course, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But I would say, uh, defensively speaking, as he has. Many nights over the last few weeks, over this run that the Clippers have been on, Russell Westbrook was a key factor. When the Clippers were struggling a little bit in the first to try to find some rhythm, 
The Pelicans had taken the lead a couple of different times and never really got out of hand. I think their, their worst deficit was five to seven points. Russell Westbrook came into the game and almost immediately turned things around, playing defense with energy. He had a plus seven to nine. He scored just eight points. Again, he played 22 minutes, was three of six from the floor. But those numbers are not the numbers that we're, we're concerned with. The number one number is not existing. It is not a number. His energy level. I guess we could say it was at 100 because he came out playing 100% full bore, uh, had five assists, but most importantly, two big steals and five rebounds. I think that was the biggest part of it. So if you were just kind of perusing this game and checking in and you happen to be there at the right time, you couldn't help but notice that Russell Westbrook put his stamp on this game and turned the tide for the Clippers. And, uh, you know, it wasn't just that first quarter run. It was later in the game too. Just every time he came in the game, he was energetic. He was playing defense. He was making life very, very difficult for the Pelicans who, by the way, uh, didn't do a whole lot. So I, I would attribute that to, uh, the play of Russell Westbrook, Zion Williamson, who we all know is a super stud only played 19 minutes. <laughs> they just took him out and said, yeah, you know what? We're not going to risk you getting hurt. We're not going to worry about you any longer. He didn't play after the third quarter. He had just 12 points. Uh, Brandon Ingram played the 30, 30 minutes and McCollum played 31 minutes. They both had 12 points. Uh, the leading scorer was Valachunas and off the bench, Hawkins, who had 13. So they did a fantastic job of slowing down the Pelican stars in Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram and Valachunas uh, as well. They they didn't give anybody a real opportunity. They they slowed them down in transition, as Ty Lue talked about in the pregame. They guarded the perimeter after the second quarter. I didn't think it was great in the first half, but when the Pelicans were getting looks early, they were banging them down. Then the Clippers started to forced the issue at the perimeter a little bit more and it made things a little difficult on them. And all of a sudden that pressure was on and they started missing shots. And uh, they, they felt like if you, you know, if you don't make them, we don't get a second chance because the Clippers were rebounding the ball and not giving them a lot of second opportunities, which was another huge thing. So this is where to me, it feels like the Clippers are becoming a more confident team. Uh, if things aren't going well, like the other team comes out shooting hot, they figure out other ways to win. And I felt like that was a, a pretty big factor for them in winning this game. They couldn't quite do what they wanted early in the game. They couldn't make any threes. I wrote the number down. Where is it? They were three of 15 from beyond the arc, but later in the game, they went on a seven, seven basket run from beyond the arc. They made seven threes in a row. So they really, really started to figure it out, but only because they were doing other things. They, they worked hard to find other ways to score and win this game. And they did a lot of that down low. And this is one of the things they've been doing well lately is driving, penetrating and kicking out to find an open guy. And when you've got so many different opportunities and so many different shooters that are open because they're double teaming one of them. They can't guard all of these guys. It's an embarrassment of riches. I feel guilty as a fan sometimes. You know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, James Harden, one of them, when they're on the floor at the same time, one of them is bound to be open. And they've been shooting so well that they're also more than likely not to make it. So they, they drive, they penetrate and kick, and there's somebody open out there that's more than likely going to bang down that three. 
And uh, th that was something that they've been relying on of late. And again, tonight they were relying on it. Didn't work for them early, so they had to find other ways with uh, Zubats down low to score the basketball. Terrence Mann, uh, you know, did nice work in just 17 minutes. He scored eight points, had some clutch baskets, as did Norman Powell. He played 25 minutes and scored 13 points. These guys are consistently, you know, kind of the uh, I don't know what you would call them. They're uh, they're they're Tonto. You know, they're the sidekick. They're they're helping these superstars in a very big way. Uh, you know, the superstars for the Clippers of late in this five game winning streak and since December first have all been healthy and have all been taking care of business. So you would think that it would be hard for guys like Norman Powell and Terrence Mann to, to get theirs, but they're still finding ways. So that's something I really do like about this team that the stars are distributing uh, James Harden primarily 13 assists tonight. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but 13 assists for James Harden. He had just eight points, um, one three, but it was a clutch three. But more than anything, he was distributing the ball, and that's the kind of thing that you want. That's the kind of thing that helps the team be more complete. Guys like Terrence Mann and Norman Powell get theirs when the time is necessary. Uh, Amir Coffey, another nice night. Again, not a big statistical night, only four points in 21 minutes, but played D, had a couple of rebounds. Uh, his defensive energy dealing with guys like Zion Williamson was part of the reason that Zion couldn't get rolling. Amir Coffey did a fantastic job of defending him tonight. So you look up and down this roster, and it is just loaded, stacked, and efficient. Everyone's playing well. Everyone's getting theirs, and there is just a lot to like. Brian Seaman, I think, said it best. Uh, there's no wondering what this team can do. I think we all know what they're capable of. This is it. What we've seen over the last month, they're perfect in 2024. What we've seen of late, this five-game winning streak, and again, back to December 1st, is what they're capable of. So hopefully they stay healthy, and uh, you know this is just the beginning of really good things to come. We'll take one more break. We'll do superlatives right after this. Uh, I am Pete Fox. Thank you for watching us on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and listening to us on Locked On Clippers podcast feed. <laughs> well, I am missing one of my scripts, and that is not cool at all. I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> well, let's read FanDuel. Got that one here. Don't know where that other one is. feel terrible. Uh, FanDuel, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. What? You can get that money for free and you don't lose it? That's unbelievable. Uh, but it's true. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. Live, same-game parlays. Live betting is so much fun. If you've never done it, you got to try it. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Find a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner 
of the NFL. All right. I feel terrible about losing that script, but I will promise you I'll get it to it on Sunday. I'll give them a makeup. <laughs> Hungry Root was supposed to be my sponsor read there, but I can't find my script. And I don't have it memorized because I'm new here. <laughs> so Hungry Root, I apologize. I promise you on Sunday, I will uh, do a quick little makeup for you there as the Lakers and Clippers get after it in downtown at crypto.com. Tonight, though, a comfortable route, a punch in the mouth. Straight square in the mouth, and I don't think the New Orleans Pelicans were expecting it. 111-95, Clippers led by as many as 31. Uh, in spite of being um, ugly from beyond the arc in the first half, first quarter to be specific, going 3 of 15, uh, they figured it out, started filling it up, ended up 15 of 36 for 41%. Uh, they were 40 of 82 from the field for 48%. Believe it or not, that's a little bit off for them compared to what they've been doing lately. They've been well over 50% in their last few games during this uh, five-game winning streak. So this game was, at the beginning, a little bit tougher than, than maybe they expected, and the defense that the Pelicans were playing was, was tough for them to figure out. But they, uh, they kept after it and figured it out, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George did their thing, and... Uh, kind of grabbed hold of this game the way that that they do. Paul George ended up sitting for most of the fourth quarter. Kawhi Leonard uh, played a little bit more than maybe we thought he would. And uh, James Harden played just 29 minutes. So he was out there quite a bit as well. He scored eight. Terrence Mann scored eight. But when I look at this team, I say, wow, they are so loaded and uh, it feels almost too good to be true. So this little segment that we do here in the final segment called superlatives every night is uh, not too hard to figure out i'm gonna have to start digging a little deeper though because it can't always be paul george Kawhi leonard and russell westbrook or james harden but it is tonight so i apologize but uh superlatives i picked three categories from uh, the high school yearbook style of ranking people and i put uh the players in those categories so tonight we have life of the party most creative and best smile. So life of the party for me was Russell Westbrook because when he came in, the Clippers were down, they were struggling a little bit and he turned things around immediately. A couple of steals, blocked shots, made some buckets and brought the energy. So that party in New Orleans at Smoothie King was a little bit dull until Russell, Russell Westbrook showed up and started playing basketball. And that's who he's been uh, over this run for them. And let's hope he just keeps it up. So our first superlative tonight, life of the party, Russell Westbrook. Most creative was James Harden because he was distributing the ball tonight uh, quite a bit, a little bit more than normal. He was making some real nice passes uh, to wide open guys and, and doing it in a very calm, creative, nonchalant sort of way. And that's his game. I get it. Uh, and I like watching it. I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of him every night. But he was very creative tonight finding the open man who then converted that pass to points. And, uh, the, the, you know, he didn't make tough passes, bad passes to guys that were double teamed. He found the open man. So from that perspective, Russell Westbrook, uh, excuse me, James Harden was our most creative player of the night. And our best smile, once again, PG, Paul George, our best smile, because he couldn't hardly miss. Nine of 15, six of 10 from beyond the arc. 
Big threes late in the game, finishing with 24. He was, uh, you know, I don't want to say unbelievable because he's a superstar, but uh, just so complete. And I, I think giving you confidence as a fan, that's the thing I like. When, when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard get their hands on the ball, we're not too worried about what's going to happen. We're not too worried it's going to be an ugly shot or an air ball or a bad pass or a turnover. It happens, but not very often. More often than not, what happens is it's a bucket. There was one point tonight where Kawhi was in the corner being guarded tightly, and he was playing iso ball, and he was doing that a handful of times. I'm not a huge fan of iso ball, hero ball. I like team ball a little better. But, you know, guys like Kawhi and Paul George can play iso ball, and I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to say they're wrong. But uh, Kawhi was doing it tonight, and it was just so pretty to watch because you knew he was he was flowing. He was comfortable. He was taking care of business and making those buckets. But he was he was set up in the corner. The defender was on him, and he uh, he dropped the ball down low. He went above his head and then dropped it back down low again. And on that second time of putting it down low, the defender thought he was going to dribble drive, but he he took that step, juked him, dropped back, and hit a three. <laughs> It was so sweet. That doesn't work for most people uh, because you know they're not going to dribble drive. You know, they don't fall for that juke. But with uh, Kawhi Leonard, you, you know, he can, he could. So uh, from that perspective, I thought it was, it, was, it was cool to see that type of threat, those weapons in full display that, you know, just standing there playing iso ball, uh, you know, there's not a lot of guys that can do that. You know, the ISO ball is hard. You, you got to be a dynamic player to play ISO ball. Uh, and he is definitely that. So uh, a big night for him and a big night for Kawhi Leonard. I'm, I'm sorry, Paul George. I get him so confused. They're both so good. I, I just, you know, sometimes you have a tough time distinguishing the two. But uh, another solid performance from Zubats, which I think quite frequently goes unnoticed because he just takes up space down there in the lane. Uh, and tonight, though, he did it both with finesse and with authority. He had a couple of buckets where he got a nice pass from James Harden, then he slammed down, you know, aggressively. And then he had a couple where he did some nice footwork, a pivot, spin move, and, you know, kind of a finger roll type of move. And it's nice to see that. They were talking, the broadcasters were, uh, Fratello and Brian Seaman were saying that they feel like Zubats's range is starting to expand a little bit in the beginning of his career. When he was 20, 21 years old playing for the Lakers, you know, he didn't do much, uh, from any more than a foot or two away from the basket and little by little year after year, uh, this, this time with the Clippers, he started to expand. He can make shots now from five, 10 feet away. I don't know if he's shooting threes, probably not. And this team, you definitely don't need him to, uh, but what you need him to do is rebound the basketball. And then in certain specific times, when things are going tough for the Clippers, get a basket, get a meaningful rebound. And that's what he's doing. So he's just a solid player, good hands. He doesn't make stupid passes. He doesn't try to do things that he's, incapable of he he is just a you know a solid player that does the fundamentals very well and he's starting to get better with his footwork and uh that's nice to see as well but more than anything you like him down there dealing with the big men and and you know throwing his weight around blocking people out getting rebounds outlet pass and then on the other end uh taking passes from james harden and Kawhi Leonard and uh, just hammering him down with full authority. That's uh, that's fun to watch. So 
Uh, he's playing some good basketball. And again, James Harden for me right now, it's probably uh, the most fun on this team. Well, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really enjoying Russell Westbrook as well. Uh, they're both, both really having a good time right now and playing good basketball, uh, having fun doing it. And it's translating to wins for this Clipper team again tonight. Dominant. They led by as many as 31, but win at 111, 95. They're now 22 and 12. And uh, over this streak, they are 19 or 18 and 5 and 13 and 2 in the month of December or since the month of December. Perfect here in uh, 2024 as they are currently riding a five game winning streak. So thanks for watching us tonight on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Back at it on Sunday night, a little bit later, as they're back at crypto.com to face the Lakers. Thanks again. Have a good night. You are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.